Raiders to the two-tone blue, covering the teams you care about. It's only on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Live from the Lee Company studio with the Hall of Famer Mo Patton, here's Chris Yao. Welcome back in Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Again, presented by Mid-Tennessee Barn and Joint and coming to you from the Lee Company studio, having a fantastic start to the week here on this what some folks like to call the Thunderdome week of the year because it's basically just one of those weeks where you never know what day it is. And honestly, no reason that we should know what day it is. Just take it as it comes. It's today. Tomorrow's tomorrow. Eventually tomorrow will be today. And you know, we'll start over next year. <laughs> it's, it's the way I'm going for. A lot of COVID issues in around the country in a lot of different leagues, and we've seen college football as we've talked about yesterday and more. Um, unfortunately, Middle Tennessee State now dealing with some COVID as well. But we do need to talk to the voice of the Blue Raiders, Chip Walters, who joins us now to talk a little MTSU. Chip, what's going on? Well, as you mentioned, we did have some news today. Uh, not what not what you were hoping to have. And that was uh, due to some COVID issues within the men's program. And it was enough to... Uh, to cancel or postpone, I should say, I want to use the right word, to postpone uh, this weekend's games, which would be the first two games within uh, Conference USA. It would be a home game on Thursday afternoon against UTSA and the men's game on New Year's afternoon against UTEP. Um, hate that because, you know, the team was playing pretty well and went home and, and obviously came back from the holidays and, Whenever you come back from a trip like that, they're going to do a lot of, a lot of testing. And unfortunately, the uh, apparently the numbers were such that they felt the need to uh, to postpone. Now, Chip, what is the what's the conference's approach to that? What are the guidelines? Will they be able to get that rescheduled? Will it go down as a forfeit? Will it be a no contest? Is there something in place? It. What it says is Conference USA will work to reschedule the games at later dates, and that's as far as they go right now with that. Hmm. Now, this doesn't impact the women. It, you know, this this is you know this is happening in the first weekend of the season. So, so and there are a couple of weeks uh, in the middle of the year where you only have one game. One of those weeks is when we play UAB and. For some reason, uh, it's a week when we play Southern Miss. So there, there's a couple of holes in the schedule that could be that could be uh, that could be useful. It's always positive. When you, you, you have, have some have, options. Yeah, you have to wonder if those holes were kind of put there with the, with a little foresight. Yeah, may may well have been, um, you know, and. Uh, because they were they were trying to they did start you know actually the first the, the way it may just be the way the calendar felt 
because you did have that weekend in there, and then you knew you had the uh, the dates for your conference tournament were set. Then you try to, you know, pick and piece your your conference schedule together. So, so you know, you know whether it was or not, it may work out uh, for everybody involved. But I, I don't feel like this will be the last that we'll see. In particular, here I think in the early part of the conference season especially when every school has players coming back from, you know, all over the place and we're with families, things like that. Um, and, and hopefully, you know, if you can find a silver lining in this, hopefully if you get over the big part of this now, then it'll be in the rearview mirror for the rest of the season, you hope. Yeah, and it's certainly, like you said, it's, it's if, you, if you're going to have to deal with it, you'd rather deal with it at the outset of the conference season rather than coming down the stretch. And not have to play three games each of the last two weeks. You don't want that. Right. right. Now, this does not affect the women, is that correct? No, uh, because they they are on the road. Now, they have gone through testing, and apparently everything is good there. They are traveling and scheduled to travel in the morning for Thursday, a Thursday night game at UTSA. Now, UTSA is doing their testing this afternoon, and should there be a problem, they are the protocol is they would report it to uh, to the conference office, obviously, and and middle. And if there needs to be a postponement there, they would try to get that put in place, just like it happened on the men's side before the opponent was to travel. Gotcha. Yeah. I, we're all, it's kind of a fluid situation again, guys. <sighs> I mean, we're, so. we're back into, into a situation where, you know, it's, you just kind of have to roll with the punches as they come. And that's the way it's going to go. Now, last week, you guys went to the roundhouse and looked good in the first half. Kind of came off the rails in the second first half, didn't First 30 it? minutes or so, yeah. And and they tell you that the first five minutes of the second half is the most important, and if you win that, you, you got a chance, especially if you're already ahead, and yet just tough down the stretch. You know, uh, what was it? Uh, is it? I'm not sure if it's Ken Palm or whoever that's done an early projection already had Chattanooga uh, as predicted as being a 13 seed. You know, and, and this is a compliment, is that they are one of the oldest teams that I've ever seen. They've got grad transfers coming from everywhere. So they, here's, here's what they've got going for them. They are big. They are experienced. They're very long, obviously well-coached. And uh, just like most teams are these days, they've got a lot going for them. What's interesting is they were ranked number 351 out of 355 in pace of play. However, they were averaging 77 points a game. Hmm. And how many points did they score? 77. 77. Well, it's easy to do that when you shoot 56 from the floor. 
that's the key. You're, they're very, very efficient. efficient. And, uh, and, and, and middle made just enough defensive mistakes in particular with the kid that hit the, all the threes and he got hot in the second half and made just enough errors on him uh, that it came back to haunt him. It was, it was, I mean, it was a, it was really a great game to watch between two pretty good teams. And, you know, you look back, middle goes into the conference season at nine and four on the men's side with losses at Stephen F. Austin, at Chattanooga, at Murray, and uh, who's the other one? One more in there. Ole but, Miss. But all four losses were, were, to, were to good teams. It's interesting, Chip. You, when you look at Chattanooga and you look at MTSU, it's almost like they're mirror images kind of from, from the coaching standpoint because I think McDermott – and Lamont Paris got to those spots at about the same time, if I remember correctly. I mean, I may be a, a year or so off. This is Paris's fifth year at Chattanooga. Stru- this is Nick uh, Coach McDevitt's fourth year. Okay, and and Chattanooga struggled. Paris's first two years, but they won twenty games his third year. They were eighteen and seven last year, and um. Again, playing some pretty good ball right now. And it's been much the same for, for MTSU to this point. You know, this this obviously this upcoming week notwithstanding. Yeah, the the I think a lot of times people may not understand just how big of a roster overhaul that, that Nick had to take care of especially once he got here and lost the only three starters that were left on his roster his first year so that, that kind of put um you know put him behind the eight ball for an extra year and you know yeah they would have liked to have won more year two and three but i think it has set them up with a pretty good unit uh, right now Again, they have they have a good mix of of, of experience and, and youth, and and you know they have they have been been selective in the transfer portal, and uh, to get a couple of guys that have been a lot of help, like Josh Jefferson from uh, Wisconsin Green Bay. Um, so all you know, all in all, that that has been pretty good. They really like their length, which allows them to uh, play more zone. Uh, you know, especially when they're when they're in a one-three-one or one-two-two, it allows them to really not show space uh, available to the opposing offense, and that their depth—they're playing eleven guys right now, and that they're able to to play full court, not a trapping full court, but just enough to make the other team work. To where when they get into front in the front court, you know, all of a sudden they're looking up and they've got. 14 seconds left on the shot clock to initiate their offense. So, you know, th- that depth has been very helpful. Chip, it seems like when, when middle plays well or when middle has a pretty good team, they've got some local flavor. And Donovan Sims has been a guy who's kind of been, I don't know, a glue guy maybe for this program under McDevitt. I mean, um, Nice to have those local guys contributing, I would think. Well, I mean, it, it always is. And, and as you know, 
there, there's an old saying in coaching, if you recruit a local guy, he better be good. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 and Donovan has been good. He has developed his game beyond just the guy, a catch and shoot three point guy. He, he's now, you know, as he has matured and gotten older, he is he's, he's become more of an offensive threat on three different levels. Uh, he, he loves that 10-foot runner. Uh, he's not afraid to take a jump shot up from the elbow off the curl. He understands the mid-range jump shot, which is, as we all know, a lost art. Um, and, and he still, you know, has the ability to hit the three. And he's hit some huge ones in his career, and he's hit some huge ones this year. He was a big reason that you guys were even in that Murray State game. I mean, 21 points, six boards, five assists. Absolutely. I mean, if not for Donovan Sims, who knows? But, yeah, it's it's nice to have those guys. I mean, for sure. Especially one who understands how, you know, his role, whether he's supposed to be yeah. dishing it or scoring. Well, and he's that, and he's also a good locker room guy. Mm-hmm. Great ambassador out in the community. As a matter of fact, I think he's Middle's only NIL guy. Uh, he has an NIL deal with a local company here in town, uh, and 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 it's a it's a company that produces products that promote the city and the university and things like that. So it's kind of a perfect fit for him. I don't think he's you know he's not making a million dollars a year from it, but it's uh, it's a nice little. Uh, nice little marriage between he and that that's good to hear that mm-hmm. that's the kind of stuff we like to hear chip man as always great stuff we appreciate it looking forward to you getting back to the sideline i guess your next game will be against rice hopefully that that yeah exactly exactly <laughs> hopefully so uh i, I want to remind you guys to uh Eat your hog jowl, your uh, black-eyed peas, and your turnip greens on Saturday, okay? 100%. You know it. Chip Walters, (laughs) Voice of the Blue Raiders. Thanks, man. When we come back, like I said, we'll talk a little more college football, some NFL, some NHL, lots of stuff. So stick around. 